You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. We are not high above the practice field here at St. Vincent College, but we are above it at a, a nice spot where we can see everything that Fantastic happens. Fantastic spot. Yeah. It's absolutely the case. Uh, we are here for Tuesday, uh, uh, the second day of padded practices here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Matt, as I noted uh, when we came over here, um, a certain wide receiver putting on the pads today and has some uh, football spikes on today, which he did not necessarily have. Yeah. I mean, practice. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to a lot of things contractually around the league and suspensions. And, you know, it, it sort of feels like Deontay might be next, you know, I mean, in terms of this news cycle around the league, um, Boswell gets locked up. You kind of made that point to me off the air that maybe he was, the first domino, get that out of the way. They always seem to, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they seem to really concentrate on one big contract at a time. And then, hey, you're second in line, you're third in line, whatever. And I don't want to look too much into it just because he's got pads and spikes on. But I will note that he is still in shorts. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. football pants, but that's not necessarily um, – That's know, not groundbreaking. Dude. A lot but of still, wide receivers do that as right, well. Right, right. It's so encouraging. And yeah. Um, you know, Omar Khan spoke this morning, brought it up as well, or was asked about it. I haven't heard that yet. I'm sure we'll revisit that as well. So there's a lot, lots really, a lot of play tectonics have moved since we got we were here 24 hours ago around the league. A couple things in Miami and obviously in Cleveland we talked about. That's not done. A couple things around here too. So good stuff. We've got a great, great crew, awesome day. So another awesome day of camp lined up for us. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. where would you rather be than right here right now, man? Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Steelers getting ready to kick off this practice. You just heard the horn there. There's the gun. Um, yep, yep. That was a famous uh, Westmoreland County line, actually. There's a, a radio broadcaster out here, and and uh, that happened. He said, there's the gun. It was the horn. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's the horn, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, no uh, Najee Harris practicing today, no mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Deontay Johnson just came over and got his helmet, so uh, we'll see what he does today. I should have looked this earlier, but is Claypool back? Uh, I just saw him jogging across. Doesn't look like he's practicing. Uh, okay. So, basically, if you're looking at who their uh, who their top I say targets or skill position guys are, in light yeah. right now. You know, we, we've talked a fair amount about Anthony Miller since we've been here. I think he's been really impressive. The two drafted wide receivers, obviously. 
There's some tight end depth here that's starting to emerge as well. And Sternberger is very interesting to me. No guarantee he makes a team or what his deal is, but I think he does some good stuff. And, you know, they pe they picked up McNichols, but all of a sudden this running back room is pretty light right now. But the, the two undrafted free agent rookies to me are more of a story or should be more of a storyline than maybe people realize. I mean, I, I think there might be something there with them. Yeah, those, you're talking about the running backs, correct? Yeah, that I, yeah, that yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. those guys I would think are going to get a lot of run in the uh, games. Absolutely. Uh, starting here next week, and I would think that uh, – well, fans will have a favorite there. It's, it's the early front runner has been Mateo Durant, mm -hmm. but it's been Jalen Warren who's running ahead of Durant thus far. They gave Durant more money than Warren. From they what did. I recall they I did. Mean, he was a little more sought after coming out of college, but but you mentioned still... backs on backers. You know, I mean, uh, Warren was the better player there. Uh, he's flashed. I mean, they both have flashed. And there's definitely opportunity for. If you look around the league, I mean, where is a better chance for an undrafted free agent rookie to make a the running back you know rotation than here? Yeah, um, some uh, bad stuff happening around the league. The Steelers have avoided this thus far. Tim Patrick carted off today. Oh, Tristan Wirfs carted off today. Wow, I mean the Bucks O line. I mean the two most invaluable Bucks O yeah. linemen. Ryan Jensen now and then Tristan Wirfs. Uh, Tom Brady may re be reconsidering that retirement. Uh, you know what, guys? In second thought, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, that's high on the list of non-Brady Bucks to lose. Yeah. I mean, Worfs to me is a total superstar, and Jensen was the leader. Um, I was just clicking on my phone, and the app that I was using it was not acting right. But there might be some Irv Smith news too. Did you see oh, something I did not about see that? See anything about that? Okay, I'm going to snoop around a little bit. But I, 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 the headline popped up quickly on my phone, so something about a thumb. But I'm going to look at more into that. Looks like uh, Quintez Cephas with the Lions also. Uh, Hurt his leg today. So. Okay. Boy, that worst one. Jordan Poyer having an MRI for his elbow injury. I mean, there's some guys out there Jeez. getting a little nicked up here. Yeah. Early and in this process. Be very, I mean, we, as is the case here, you know, like if one of those dudes has any kind of nick, you're not going to hear from them again. You know, like yeah. they get bubble wrapped. So it's hard to get information unless it's bad, bad, and one of these dudes is out for a while or the season or, you know, a Jensen situation. Worfs would be catastrophic. 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 You're not replacing that guy. No. Who was the other one you said to lead things off there? There was another. Uh, oh, Tim, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. They loved him. They gave Patrick. him money. Yeah, they, he was making real money. You could argue that he's almost as valuable as Judy or Sutton. He's been more reliable. Yeah. I mean, he's a big power slot guy that fans around here would love Tim Patrick if they had him. He's just a fan favorite, tough guy, a lot to like about his style of play. And. I guess Hamler is healthy. I was thinking who's, who could step up. I mean, he's, he seems to be practicing, which was a bit of a shock. So, man, a lot, of, lot going on here in the last 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not to mention the fact that the Stephen Ross uh, situation, uh, the league yeah. coming out. I didn't and, see that coming. I didn't know they were investigating. Yeah, uh, he was suspended for tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Uh, Stephen Ross, of course, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Um, some interesting stuff in there. He gets suspended the first six weeks of the 2022 season for tampering with former Saints coach Sean Payton and Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. That's the same suspension that Deshaun Watson got, I might add. Yeah. He also got fined a lot of money, and they got docked first-round draft pick. The draft pick speaks volume. Yeah. Um, they stripped a, a first-round pick in 2023, a third-round selection in 2024. He is barred from the team's facility and through October 17th. He cannot represent the club at any team event. He's also barred from league meetings before March 2023, which is next year. Mm -hmm. And he was fined $1.5 million. 
dollars. Which is probably the smallest of all the consequences for him is the 1.5. Yeah. But luckily for Miami, they have the Niners' first-round pick next year as well. But they won't be trading for a quarterback. Well, I was to say, yeah. I mean, the whole plan was let's stockpile future picks until you know we know more about Tua. Either we have him in our back pocket in their later picks because we're doing well, or he's not working out and we need to package these up to go get a guy and what a lot of people think is a really good quarterback draft. Well, that whole philosophy now gets screwed up, I mean, to say the least. I mean, you'd really have to give up a lot to, you know, to move around in that fashion if you uh, don't have your own. So there's only 31 first-round picks, I guess, next year. Um, there's only, the only time I remember that is Deflategate. Yeah. You know, the, the Patriots got – I think that happened storm. with the Broncos, I want to say, back in the – Many um, ago. They were they were caught circumventing the salary cap. Okay. Back in like 1996 well. or something like that, and, and they uh, had to forfeit a, a first-round draft pick for giving guys money kind of under mm-hmm. the table. So we talked about this on my podcast. We recorded that at noon today. This information came out like right before that, and I hadn't seen anything on tanking, you know, the Flores stuff. But at that point, it was – Tampering with Sean Payton, presumably to make them their head coach as yeah. Flores' replacement, and Tom Brady. Well, do they mention a guy named Beal in here? He's yes. kind of the right-hand man. Yeah, he got suspended as well. He um, also got hit. in a $500,000 fine. Yes, and for, Brady has been linked to Miami now for like three or four years. Right. And it's because of this Beal character. Him and Brady are like best buds. Like when they – they go to the Kentucky Derby together. They're inner circle friends of Brady. And there's been a lot of talk, you know, that Brady is going to end up in Miami as a front office guy, owner, quarterback, whatever. And none of that's come to fruition. And part of that was even you know, speculated. That's why he, quote, retired for a while. Or that Beal may even step up and be the top owner here before long. But these guys are under a massive microscope down there now. Like, yeah, you know. um, and in terms of the – you mentioned the, the Brian Flores stuff, the tanking yeah. stuff. The league says there's no evidence that that – he didn't. they're saying that, that the, the, uh, Ross did not violate the tanking rules. I uh, said, nonetheless, Ross made comments that could have been interpreted that way, and but that Brian Flores coached to win even though his boss suggested that he shouldn't. And did so. And got so, fired for it. And then got fired for it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so they were 0-7 at one point mm-hmm. to start off a 2019 season. If you remember, they traded their starting left tackle. Yes, Tunsil. Tunsil. Then they traded Mika Fitzpatrick. Correct. Uh, and then they proceeded some to, other strange moves yeah, that didn't exactly. They threw in uh, Kenny Stills, too, in that trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, just get him out of here. Um, yeah, so they, it looked like they were getting rid of anybody who could help them win. Mm-hmm. But then they finished five and eleven that year after an zero and seven start, and not only did they not earn the first overall pick and end up tanking for Tua, they ended up Tua as a consolation prize with yeah. I think the fourth or fifth pick in the draft instead of Herbert, who was still on the board. Right. So like, none of this has gone to plan for Miami. <laughs> you know, one of the many reasons I think tanking in this league is a terrible idea because great competitive players like Minka Fitzpatrick or great competitive coaches like Flores say, this is crap. I went out of here. You know, yeah. I mean. It, I'm not going to go out there and lose. Right. And, and, and you know, all, then all of a sudden my, my 
You're you're going against, me goes against my record, job. right? Like, right, right. yeah, it's like this is my resume. I get professional, know? you know, professional uh, pride here. Me to win games. That's what I want to do, and that's what I'm going to try to do. So, smart organizations like the Steelers say, "We'll take both those guys off them your hands." Yeah. <laughs> right? We'll take them both off your hands. One costs a first round pick. The other one costs nothing, and I'm sure they'll contribute a great deal around here. Yeah. Um, so, we'll see where this goes in terms of the overall uh, impact on on Brian Flores's. Uh, the next lawsuit, of his career yeah. and stuff too. Um, you know, and those kind of things. But but uh, certainly that uh, some information there, and, and the league coming down hard on one of its owners. Yeah, and I guess that could bring us to the Browns a little bit too. Like they're not afraid to discipline one of their own when they find them out of line. And, yeah. and um, I know we've already talked some Watson, but ha- letting this marinate twenty four hours since we got together. I don't think there's any way it's going to be six games. No, none. I, I think none. that there's the public outcry on this, right? Um, from everybody, from from women's rights groups to basically just anybody who has any common sense, yeah, uh, has I been bet the other thirty-one. Well, make it thirty. One suspended. <laughs> he, he's got no say in this, <laughs> right? I bet they're not thrilled with how this has gone, how it looks for the t- for the league, the fines that Deshaun is actually going to have to pay, which are like nothing. I think this is going to change dramatically. I don't know if it'll go to a year, but I bet it's at least eight games. I, you know, I brought up some, you know, the points of why, you know, if it does, if it's not a year, that actually hurts the Browns worse. In but, a lot of ways, yes. I like mean, you could make it, like Roger Goodell could come out and say it's going to be ten to twelve, ten or twelve games. That might be the worst for them, and that would be the worst possible outcome for the Cleveland Browns. Assuming they can't weather that storm and make the playoffs. Which I, mean, I don't think they can. I mean, if you're missing 10 or 12, I don't think you can make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, at 6, I think you could. 8, you maybe could. I mean, you're going to need bounces either way, and he's going to have to come back and be a superstar, which I'm not so sure he will be. You know, like, yeah. it's funny, I was looking at their schedule this morning, and the first six games I think we went over, and, and then the next two are at Baltimore, host the Bengals, and then there's a bye, I can't imagine Watson's going to be a good player before the bye. No, you know? no. I mean, he hasn't played in a year and a half. And so that takes that, right. you through eight games, and you know, are you four and four at that point, or you know, if you're lucky, you to be four. Yeah, four are you, if you're three and five, are you, are you dead in the water? And what's right. I mean, everybody's saying the AFC's loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it is, and the division's yeah. loaded, and the division is loaded. So, um, real quick, I think we mentioned this yesterday. I just wanted to reiterate in case people didn't hear, and, I, and the more I think about it, I think it's a big deal. His of those six games that he is not going to play, done deal, we know that, four of them are in Cleveland. Yes. So that's half of their home schedule is already used up on Brissett. And it's hard enough to win on the road. But my hunch, just a little. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I don't think the other fans are going to be super <laughs> kind to Mr. Watson when he no. visits their town. No. I, I mean, he's not going to be the usual guest quarterback that gets a boo here and there you know i mean it's going to be tough and he's going to be rusty athletically if anyone can overcome it he's near the top of the list but that's a lot to overcome it is a lot to overcome and as i mentioned for people wondering well why dale would that would not having him for the full season this year or him being out 10 to 12 games and then being available for next year why would that help the Browns instead of Wouldn't sus- be suspending him, him for the year? As as right. If he's suspended for the year, the Browns can toll that contract, mm-hmm. which this year is nine point six million dollars. They just push it down the road, like they, like put, they like, it did, it like he didn't sign it. They signed it next yeah. year. If they suspend him and, he, and they can't toll the contract, and he play actually plays some games this year, mm-hmm. 
Now he counts fifty-five million against their, their salary cap like next you year. We played every game. Yeah, right, right. And fifty-five million against cap. They're thirty-two year, right? million dollars over the cap next year, and that's with only fifty-two players signed. Mm-hmm. I know. They have a ton of cap space this year, which I find right. odd, and they can roll some over or whatever. But they're again their window no, thirty-two is million dollars worth. worth. Right, exactly. I mean, and he's fifty-five cap hit pretty yeah. much no matter what. And maybe hadn't barely even played a game for you. He may have played your last four or yeah. whatever. You spent a whole bunch of money to have him, and you got him for, like, you know, let's say four to six games. And you don't have a first-round pick. No first-round pick. And you're going to have to cut some quality starters. Yeah. I mean, I think an offensive lineman or two, Amari Cooper. I can't see, like, a Jadavian Clowney being on the team next year. So the window's closing very quickly, which is how they set it up. And I think what happened in their meetings when they signed Watson, and maybe I'm just, you know, it, it, it this feels kind of sleazy and like you need a shower after that conversation. But yeah. it's basically he's going to get suspended. If it's only six games, folks, we can handle it. And, and I think they're sitting there going, well, we got what we wanted. Yeah. We don't really care if he's guilty or not or what he did off the field. We can handle that. It'll go away in some time, and we'll just be happy if it's six. And I don't think the other 30, you know, not 31, uh, owners are cool with that at all, you know, because the next guy is going to do the next team's going to do something else is going to come up and they're going to say, well, wait a second. If it's only six yeah. games, I'll sign this guy or I'll draft this dude or, you know, and I think that's the precedent the league does not want. Absolutely see. not. I also get the, the argument out that the league, the league doesn't want, they don't want these headlines lingering out there. I get that. Sure. But right is right. But right is right. Yeah. And t- things have changed a lot in this department the last one year, five years, ten years. You know, it's like some of the, the precedent stuff doesn't really apply anymore either. You know? No. And he's yeah. such a unique case, too. But I mean, the, the precedents that they're bringing up were, were one incident, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. one issue. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is multiple, 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 multiple right. issues. And then, you know, the judges ruling said, well, this wasn't a violent thing. I don't care. Doesn't make it right. It doesn't or, make it, or, yeah, I mean. Or condoned by the NFL or, you know fitting under their their policy absolutely not but uh yeah um omar khan spoke to the media today yeah so uh, much first, going on we first time today that he is uh, has spoken to the media um brian do we have that uh audio from that okay all right okay so we don't have the audio of that maybe we'll play that back in the last hour of the show um he had some interesting things to say about well deontay johnson mm-hmm. getting the chris boswell contract done uh, lots of stuff about uh, – he was asked several questions about the roster and things of that nature. Hopefully we can play that back for you later in the show. He he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're pulling back the curtain there a little bit. Uh, just talking to Brian, Brian LaMartina back in the uh, studio there for you people. Yeah. Wondering who Brian we're is. Wondering what's going on there. But, right. um, yeah, so lots he's of good the stuff there. behind it all. He's, yeah, he's the, he's the great and all-powerful Oz back in the studio <laughs> keeping us on the air. Um, but uh, we are a lot high, uh, high above the, uh, not high above, but we're above the uh, stadium here, or, or field, I should say, at St. Vincent College. We'll bring you some live play-by-play as practice mm-hmm. goes on here. Stretching uh, as we speak. This, yeah, the stretch is taking place here in front of us. Uh, Steelers' second day in pads here at St. Vincent College. Uh, but we'll be back with more on the drive right after this. A lot of the Steelers. 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 We are always talking black and gold on SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. 
Welcome back to The Drive and our ongoing coverage here live from St. Vincent College. We are above the practice field here at St. Vincent College watching the Steelers do go through some uh, team position drills here. And, uh, Matt, I, I referenced the uh, Omar Khan interview from today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll play that back in, in the final hour of the show in its entirety. Uh, but I did want to note that he said that looks like Minka Fitzpatrick could be very close to returning. Good. Uh, same for Larry Ogunjobi. Same for Tyson Alualu. Yeah, good. And we're not particularly worried about Fryer Muth or Claypool no, or Najee no, either. Are... So um, some bumps and bruises, you know, early camp bumps and bruises that probably would not have prohibited them from, you know, regular season action is the way yeah, I took right. all this stuff. And, you know, just be precautionary. Very long season. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, make sure you get to the finish line. Yeah, in fact, uh, he said he was asked specifically about Ogunjobi if this was a setback or if this was what they kind of expected to do with him. And he said, look, we, we – we got a long season here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we knew Larry's ready to go. Larry wants to go. Yeah. We're just kind of holding them back a little sure. bit. To, to they make knew sure. what they were getting into in, the, in that contract. Yeah. There, that it wasn't, yeah. you know, totally uh, 100% over the hump. Uh, but no uh, Najee Harris today, no Pat Fryermuth, no Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson's doing a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd still, say Najee's even standing out there catching swing passes as we speak. Yeah, you know, that's just, not you know, a it, contributing. Yeah, he just got his foot stepped on, according mm-hmm. to Mike Tomlin. Uh, what we haven't talked about, the Chris Boswell contract. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to talk about that on our show yesterday. Obviously, that happened after we uh, went off the air. But, right, uh, last night. I, it just so happened I was writing about Chris Boswell for Monday, and I, so I had talked to him and I had to change some stuff around him. But mm-hmm. a, a lot of but what he talked about. Him a couple before, yeah, right, he's now uh, It's a four-year, $20 million deal, total package of, of new money. Uh, so with five-year deal, it's it's a uh, three point or twenty-three point something or other uh, million dollars. Uh, but the the new deal, the new money t- matches Justin Tucker as the highest-paid kicker in the league. I would imagine uh, Tucker's. I don't know what Tucker's contract when he signed that deal. Yeah, or Butker or whoever's yeah. up next. That's one of the top guys, and I don't pay a whole lot of kicker attention anyway. Um, you know, but Boz is locked up for next handful of years. That's great. Those guys don't age quickly. He's absolutely proven to be worth every penny. You know, I don't know how many times we bring up a year about the have-nots at the kicker position across the league. It's a brutal, brutal place to be. You're hoping to find a diamond in the rough, and that rarely happens. So I, I fully condone it. I mean, he's been an instrumental instrumental part of this team for a while. And who knows? I mean, maybe two years from now it looks like a bargain, just the way the caps are going up. I mean – we, it's not like any other position. We saw wide receiver spending go through the roof this year. I don't know kicker spending's about to do that, but I bet the good guys do pretty well, and he won't be, you know, he'll, he'll be a bargain three, four years down the road at the end of that contract. Yeah, we're not close to seeing a $10 million kicker. Yet, no, no, but, no, no, right, right. Um, the Steelers now have a guy who's the highest-paid kicker in the league, mm-hmm. the highest-paid outside linebacker, edge rusher, yeah, and the highest-paid safety. Right, right, right. Um, they're spending on, on their guys. Now, I don't, you know, if they do happen to do something with Deontay Johnson, he's not going to be the highest paid wide receiver. No, he won't. He won't. Um, but I think that's why, you know, when you look at it, um, that's what makes the Deontay Johnson thing so so different from those other two. Like, they know Chris Boswell is one of the one of the best, if not the best, kicker sure. in the league. And there's little risk there. You know? Right, yeah. You're, you know he's going to come through I and mean, do knock his... on wood. I mean, other positions you could – so have a severe injury yeah. or a game change. You know, I mean, the yeah. kicker's last. That's why, you know, Boswell's not doing a hold in here, you know. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. And even if he was, who would notice? Who would even notice, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, 
but with with Deontay, uh, you know, I, again, I went just I just wrote about this. So I went through the, the stats again. Most receptions of the, any receiver in the 2019 draft class, okay. and it's not close. I bet he's got not, like right? he's got like 30 more receptions than anybody else in that draft class. And oh, by the way, had uh, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as his quarterback in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's that. The production's insane. He's yeah. fourth in touchdowns, fourth in yardage in that in that wow. of that, of that okay. group. And uses well, it's just that draft. I mean, you're talking AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Who else am I missing? Debo. There? Yeah, Debo Samuel. Marquise Brown. Was Marquise the first Brown. One taken yeah. That year. I mean, day two guys were unbelievable. Good players. Unbelievable. Right? And he is in the top five in everything mm-hmm. in that group. Uh, including leading them in receptions. And, again, as I said, it's not close uh, in terms of the receptions. So uh, he's also been an all-pro as a return man. He's also been to a Pro Bowl last year. Uh, so, you know, I can see if, if I'm his agent, uh, Bradley Sakela, um you know, I, I, it's going to be in the neighborhood of those Yeah, I've, those guys. I, that's just the reality of the situation. And Omar Khan saying today, that look is this is the salary cap continues to go up and it, it went up twenty million dollars this year mm-hmm. from where it was last year. It's all relevant. Yeah, it's all relevant. I mean, right. you, you could say, well, I, I'm not. I wouldn't pay a receiver twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars for a receiver now, three years from now is a bargain. Yeah, it, it, there's going to be a thirty million dollar receiver in, in two years. There probably will be. I mean, when Jamar Chase comes up or, yeah. Jamar, or Justin right. Jefferson, yeah. one of those guys, so they're going to get substantially more than what AJ Brown got. You know, it could be a couple years later. Caps would be through the roof. Um, I'm not comparing him to Mahomes, but it wasn't that long ago, folks, when Mahomes signed that huge deal that everyone's like, wow, I know he's great, but that's too much. Yeah. Now he's cheap. And yeah, you right. You know what I mean? Like, now it's a, what a quick. bargain that is. It's a, it's a year or two <laughs> where it's a, a little bit of a teeth clencher. Hmm, shit, yeah. Is he worth it or not? And then the league goes right past you. Um, it's funny you mentioned that group from his draft class. They all had big news this offseason. Yeah, Marquise right. Brown gets traded. But he's the only first-rounder of the group, so they didn't have to extend him. They could just pick up the option, go from there, buy themselves a year. A.J. Brown gets traded, gets a massive deal. Yeah, $25 million. Metcalf and Debo were both, quote, on the block, unhappy. Who knows if there was ever any talks, whatever. And then in the last week, they both got big contracts. So sure seems to me that Deontay is next in some regard. You know I mean? It's his turn. Yeah, you would think so. And, I mean, you know, if you look at that, um, I'm calling up that 2019 uh, NFL draft here. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it's such a deep class, and I get it. And I, I get the people who say, "Well, they've done such a good job in drafting yeah. wide receivers and all that stuff." I mean, there's some Andy Isabellas and Ortega Whitesides in that yeah. class that weren't exactly home runs. But yeah. they put it this way: there are four guys in that draft class who have more than 200 receptions. He has 254. The next closest guy is 222. Is that McLaurin next? That's McLaurin is yeah. next. Um, the, the 27, 64 yards, as I said, is fourth. Um, guys like, I'm sure like that's DK more, Metcalf. That's more than Debo Samuel. That's more than Marquise yeah, yeah. Brown. Hunter Renfro's in that draft class. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's one of the guys with more than 200 catches. Um, he's he's got to forget from that class. Yeah, Darius Slayton player, was in that draft class. Okay. Uh, year or two. Yeah. McCole uh, Hardman mm-hmm. in that draft class. His story might not be right yeah. yet, but who knows. Um, I'm just looking at the guys here who have over 100 receptions in that draft class. I mean, you're, you're like, there's like 15 and 20 of them. Hmm. Uh, that's just three years. Just three years. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, A.J. Brown, uh, Noah Fant was in that class. T.J. Hawkinson in that class. Uh, David Montgomery has 121 wow. receptions. Uh, uh, but you look at their wide receivers, and he, you know, you're, 
Nikhil Harry was also in that class. Let's not forget. He was the other first yeah. pick after Brown. And I don't, you know, I, I don't want to say anybody thought that was. I, I don't. I didn't love Nikhil Harry coming. Out I didn't of either. I wasn't shocked he was a first round pick. Yeah, right. That's where I was, that's where I was going with that. Like people didn't bat an eye when Nikhil Harry went first in the first round. He got fifty seven catches in three years mm-hmm. and he got gets traded. Dumped for nothing. Yeah. Right? Um, there were you know a lot of receivers taken in that in that draft and you know guys like Paris Campbell, who's still I mean, he's flash. He's just never been on the field. Yeah, thirty four catches. Miles Boykin was in that class. He has thirty three catches. Mm-hmm. You know, at some points you have to you have to do have to reward your yeah. guys for I mean, playing just, well. You you saying everything was in that class, and it was a really good class. But there's been good ones since too. I mean, the right. Justin Jefferson yeah. class, and you know this this last one that came up. But what what's becoming a trend is it really was apparent this year with the Saints and the Lions trading up in the first round for receivers, not just waiting for. Yeah. We'll get our guy in the third round, like a McLaurin or a Johnson, or we can get DK Metcalf with the last pick of the second round. Like that isn't going to happen again, folks. You know, no, so, if you remember, I think Deontay Johnson was the tenth or eleventh receiver taken in that yeah. draft, the first, second pick of the fir- third round, sixty-six overall, right after right. Metcalf. Right, right. Um, Just a couple picks. Yeah, so I, I get it. Um, you know, yeah, you can find receivers. It's, just, it's the same argument we had about running backs. Yeah, you can find running backs in later rounds. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean that's what teams necessarily want to wait and do, especially right. if you don't have one. See, I, <laughs> I mean, again, wide receivers, there is a great supply. I think they'll continue to be a great supply. The way these kids learn now at the receiver position is year-round, passing camps, skeletons, seven-on-seven. Seven. So they come in the league more more ready than ever. But the demand's greater than ever, too. I mean, the supply yeah. has gone, has been constant and, and maybe even keeps going up. But the demand is greater than ever, too. I mean. Because everybody's running three receiver sets. And, and you can't just yeah. try, have two good ones on your team no. anymore. I no. mean, with all, you can't just have swan installs. I mean, you need four, and maybe four with a tight end that are real difference makers. So, you know, the league is realizing this has become a passing league. These guys are absolute difference makers. So I, I I believe that you could be fine with the theory of draft one on day two every year and don't pay a guy if you're paying a quarterback a bazillion dollars yeah. to, you know, and they can make those dudes better. But that's a slippery slope, and I think where this team's at, paying Deontay is the right move. I think it is too. It's just a matter of, you know, how high do you want to go? Do you want to go to $23 million like those other guys got? I you can, bet you could get him at last. You can do the language of that, however you want to do it, to make mm-hmm. it to make it give the appearance that it's something like that. Yeah. It's not quite that. It's going to be in that neighborhood, but yeah. I mean, I'm thinking it's eighteen, nineteen when it's all said and done, something like that. But you know, I, I, the people. What what bothers me is the people who who then rip Deontay Johnson. Well, he you know he dropped this and he did that, or he's not that good. Come on, man. Right, right, right. Come on. Take a look at the numbers and tell me he's not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, take him off of this roster. And I know George Pickens and Calvin Austin, and we talk about oh, Anthony Johnson and, right. and these guys out here. Very promising as we watch Anthony before. Johnson haul one in there. Right. Or Anthony Miller, I should say. Yeah. Um, but the reality is none of them are, are Deontay Johnson at this point. Sure. And Claypool's next. You know, he's the second oldest guy of the group, basically. Do we know that he's a keeper? You know, I we mean, don't. That's we, the whole thing. Like, right. Wouldn't I mean, you? Wouldn't you rather like to? Wouldn't you like to have Deontay Johnson right now, 
And if George Pickens becomes what you think George Pickens can become, right? You still know that. Now he's your there. number one, and, and yeah. okay. And your receiver room isn't. And he's that still crazy cheap. Expensive. Yeah. And Claypool moves on, and you get a comp pick for him or whatever. Or they and all hit. The great know, thing about that, the way they've the, these these latest deals have been structured, they're all three year deals for Metcalf and McLaurin mm-hmm. and, and uh, these, these guys. So if you say if you do this right, okay, so you got John, Deontay Johnson now. By the time George Pickens is looking for a contract, yeah, that's a good point. It matches up well yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of that. Yeah, it makes a really good point, right? And, and you can make him the tenth highest, first highest. Yeah, whatever, if he's played whatever, well whatever, enough right, that right. he's number one, okay. Well, okay, Deontay's coming off the books. Well, you're you're the stud. We're going to continue drafting mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, you hope you keep having this problem. That's why. You yeah, tra- yeah, that's what you're shooting for. So yeah, I think Deontay. I don't know what the numbers are and how the negotiations are going, and they really don't have to be in a rush just because these other dominoes fell doesn't mean it has to happen today, tomorrow, whatever. It could happen down the road. But it just seems more and more logical that they should keep him. You know, I, I, I think he's a foundational piece, and considering what receivers make now of his tier, well, he's earned it. Yeah, I absolutely think he has. And, you know, if you if you consider yourself, you fancy yourself a contender this year, and the Steelers do. Sure. They're not going to punt on the season. You can't trade the guy. You're not going to get like return. You can't go to, you know, like trade him for a, a 2023 20, second-round draft pick. Sounds great. Sure. Th- then you got to go to Cam Hayward and, and Tyson Alulu and T.J. Watt and say, hey, guys, uh, yeah, we just traded away our best receiver, mm-hmm. maybe our best offensive weapon. Uh, guy for was in the pro- first second round pick right, right. next year. Mm-hmm. What kind of message does that send? And I'm not sure. I mean, goal number one, of course, is always winning here. But I mean, deep down, goal number one has to be finding the next quarterback. Yeah. And a guy like Johnson lets you figure that out. Correct. You know, you're yeah. not. It's not a guy that's you know, Archie Manning or Stafford. I mean, one of these guys that just has nothing around them in a bad situation. That that doesn't help you figure these things out. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers lining up for seven shots right now. We're going to take a break here for live from St. Vincent College. We'll be back let you know what happened in this seven shots right after this. Black and gold football lives here. What a play! 24-7. You're listening to SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, Crowd reacting to a Kenny Pickett uh, touchdown pass here in seven shots that would have been a sack. Probably, but I did like his feet after what yeah. would have been the sack and throwing on the run. Sharp little throw there, finding a guy in the back of the end zone. But, no, the the, the defense won that one. Um, in general, the quarterbacks didn't get a whole lot of help in, the, in this drill. They are not. As, and you think about who they're missing in this drill. <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, it's just uh, they are down to the uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel here mm-hmm. at, at the wide receiver position to a certain degree. Not that, you know, they got some depth there, but uh, still it's not. You don't have your top guys, you know, right. A little back shoulder throw there that Kenny Pickett can't uh, complete to uh, Tyler Vaughn. Um, Tyler Vaughn's showed up a little bit in this. Yeah, there's been a few of these guys. I mean, Hayward, Vaughn, they're getting more snaps. Sternberger, you know, that wouldn't have expected this far into camp, you know, that um, just because of the, the opportunity that arises. A couple things that happened there. I think it was Trubisky. It looked like he predetermined uh, an outside throw in the end zone that could have been bad yeah um there, there was one of those inside flips to the tight end the defense just yeah i would out. say 
TJ and Cam sort of sniffed that there's, one out. Ah, there's Mason Rudolph, Rudolph scoring the, again. Rudolph the Pickens. Two, oh, no, that was 13. Was, yeah, that was 13. That's Boykin. That's Boykin. But, no, that was nice. Again, Rudolph showing good feet, light feet, throwing on the – they're all throwing on the run. I mean, like, folks get used to seeing throwing on the run. I mean, and, and so – uh, we're a couple other little tidbits from there. Oh, that inside handoff I mentioned, that inside flip, you know, with the motion going across in the middle. Um, Watt and Cam and Highsmith just ate that up. You know, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They were all over that. Um, but Kendrick Green running with the ones at left guard too. Uh, yeah, that, they've been they've been they've been flipping that back and forth. Yeah. every uh, every uh, kind of period that they've done this. Wouldn't surprise me if Kendrick Green wins that job. I think he fits more what they want to do, what they yeah, want to be. I think that's becoming more and more evident that they want movement guys. They want athletic linemen. I like Dotson, and I think a lot of teams would really like Dotson, but Green is a runner, a downfield player, an athlete, and maybe he never plays center again and just plug him in at left guard. Would you entertain offers for Dotson then? I, think I mean, he, I don't I think, think you get rid of him. I think you keep him. Yeah, he's a good just young player. Know. Yeah, he's cheap still, and right. He, yeah, it's not like he's costing you a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. As you see every year, you need more than five. Right, right, right. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I hold on to him in that situation. We get some one-on-ones here, backs on backers uh, in the open field here catching the football. This one favors. Oh, yeah. This, this one definitely favors the, uh, the, the, the running backs. Uh, we also have down here, looks like some wide receiver blocking against – yeah, looks like outside Defensive backs, yeah, okay. a little outside run there. So, Anthony Miller doing a nice job there setting up Nice the, work the by block. McFarland beating Jack. Again, that's a really tough play to follow a running back from middle of the field all the way to the sideline without any help. But, you know, that's what you want to see from McFarland. Yeah, um, but the offense uh, losing seven shots, 6-1 uh, to one in this Ooh, 14 day. with some blocking down there. Yeah, nice. It's what he does. That's what he's this, – this, he should like this. I, I, I can see he likes that one. Yeah. That one, that was a good rep there. Okay. Nice little route there by uh, T, uh, Derek Watt. Derek Watt. I mean, he's Gets into the defender. The defender there in that case was uh, Mark That's Robinson. That's his style. Creates I some mean, separation he, there. He, he's a banger. He, he's a stiff route runner, you know, but he's – he made some separation, but he kind of did it by – Blasting the defender in the chest and getting off that way, so he's not going. That works. I mean, if it doesn't get called, and I don't know that, that typically been a, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, think yeah. that would have been a penalty either way, but you know. Yeah, uh, for the uh, people keeping track of the rundown on seven shots, Trubisky took the first four. Ooh, then nice work by ninety-three. There. Yeah, really nice. Very work. nice there right. by ninety-three. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, that's a tough play. I mean, that's a quick hitting route and he drove on it really well he's real quick light feet that was nice yeah um george pickens putting somebody on this puts a kella weather spoon on his back on that one mm, did he and yet yeah. again yeah pickens is he's physical too. let's see how boykin does in it he's up here against uh who's the defensive guy i can't tell who that is they get their numbers pulled up that doesn't do us any good no i hate when they do that but uh 40 with a quick little route there dropped one he probably should have caught yeah, he's struggling. The, I thought he'd catch the ball a little bit better than what uh, – because he, he did catch the ball at Duke. That's Mateo Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. No, he did. All right. What we got going there? That Boykin. was uh, Witherspoon. Um, Boy, Boykin on Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can Witherspoon see not wants taking a, Witherspoon wants another rep. He's, he's – like, Same with – You know, that was yeah, the one Boykin. thing about him. He, he does need to show more physicality, so I think that's what he's trying to show here. That's when he keeps wanting reps. Are you talking about Boykin? No, Witherspoon. 
Oh, nice long ball on a wheel route by Snell. Deep down the sideline, okay, like at the one-yard line. Line of scrimmage is at the 30 going in for this drill. And Snell took him deep, caught on the one. Yeah. Adjusted the ball pretty well, too, over his, back, over his outside shoulder. That was nice. It wasn't even bad coverage by Spillane, either. He was right with him. Yeah, uh, the only completed touchdown in the uh, seven shots drill was by Mason Rudolph on the last rep. He got, That was the only one he got. He threw it to uh, Boykin on a crosser. Um, yeah, yeah. So, keep it. I was it. thinking that was like it, but you're right. That was Rudolph. Looks like we got a little uh, rain in the area. I was say a little bit of weather seems like it's setting in. We got uh, a Whalicon. Oh, throw a nice little oh, 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 picked oh, oh, oh. up. Oh, that was a Lodicon getting yeah. picked by Ulysses Gilbert. Yeah, forced it in there on the outcutting route to McFarland. Can we give him a little break here because he hasn't thrown a lot of passes? Yeah, <laughs> give him a break. <laughs> a nice play by Gilbert, though. Yeah, real nice, uh, real athletic move. I thought uh, I thought he was beaten off the uh, snap. All right, oh. Watts is such a banger. He's yeah, a route runner. He just flattens into Bush and tries to get you know separation that way. That's hard to hard to win that way in the league. Yeah, I mean you got to win with routes and you know, not just banging people. Well, I think a lot of times it, you know with your with your fullbacks, you're just hoping that they don't get covered. A nice little route yeah. there by. Jalen Warren there uh, on Mark Robinson. Yeah, he's built low to the ground quick. He's tough. Yeah, he's, he's interesting, dude. Yeah. I think he's raising some eyebrows here. Yeah, I know, every, again, everybody was li loving Mateo Durant coming into this, but um, Warren's been the more impressive one to me. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Um, as, uh, Durant does get a, a catch there on Mark. Uh, he's a little stiffer than uh, Warren, though. Yeah, he's like a little, looks a little more fluid. He's again, he's lower to the ground. A little lower point. to the ground, better yeah. leverage, a little quicker. I mean, he probably doesn't weigh quite as much, but he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to our live coverage here on the drive of Steelers practice here as they uh, take part in their second padded practice, and we uh, got another rep coming here. Oh, pop, pop, pop! Ulysses Gilbert, uh, nice, nice look. Yeah, Snell there, getting deep again down Snell the middle. Snell gets down the middle again there. This time on wasn't the Ulysses quickest Gilbert. developing route no, there. I mean, no. he kind of had to set it up, set it up, but then he cut it in the inside. So that's his second. And you long would have ball. a safety back there on that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that's his second long ball. It makes you wonder. I mean, if, if Snell's running those two routes in this drill, are they thinking that's something Najee's going to do more of? You know. Perhaps maybe yeah. his a yeah. dot goes up too. All right, we got down. we got Miles Jack here against uh, Anthony McFarland. This should let's be see, a uh, see Jack eat him up. Yeah, see what happens here. Yeah, it's a tough call, but or you know, tough duty. It's uh, Mason Rudolph, a quarterback, just kind of a little. Stuff. Yeah, this is a nice route though. Yeah, Mason put it on him with timing. That's what you want to see May, um, McFarland do. Yeah, run those. That's those kind guys. of a wide receiver type Rudolph route and McFarland. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was almost like a comeback route. Right. And Rudolph threw it to him as he was coming out of his breaks. It's a tough one to defend. Jack probably would have made the tackle for a five-yard gain or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, the defense wouldn't be too upset with it. Absolutely. Uh, let's see who's up here now. Are they, who we got? They're uh, figuring things out. Yes. As the wide receivers continue to. number yet either. Yeah. Wide receivers continuing to block the uh, the cornerbacks and safeties over here to our left. I wish Claypool was in that drill. Yeah, I'd like to see some of that physicality from mm -hmm. him. Go flat um, in the corner, you know. Yeah, who's up here? Looks like Tyler Sneed against Witherspoon. Witherspoon must have, no, that's not Witherspoon. Can't tell who that is. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay there, Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren with that a nice, nice little, nice little Again, quickness, and he, he finishes the run. Yeah. Now he's showing up practice after practice. It's funny how camp works. Like, 
they they probably signed him, and I looked at it, and eh, okay, you know, we'll see if he makes any noise of practice. That one was against uh, Mark Robinson, so he and every you know one practice his name pops up, and then a second one, then practice later, and it's like oh okay, now I'm watching Warren pretty intently. Watt to me, this is not a route runner. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much different than all the other guys doing. Yeah, I mean, and he's playing a different position. Yeah, it's a speed speed factor as well. Right, right, right. I mean, he is okay, he now is. we get that Devin Bush out there. Who's uh, who's coming up here for the backs? Put someone good on. Put Warren on. Yeah, there's a, there's a good one that you want to see. Looks like they got uh, is it Mateo Durant here? No. We got 83 over here. You got Hayward. No, that's 82. I'm sorry. Blocking on uh, that's Stephen Sims. Let's see if he can do anything. I mean, he's a little. Dude. He's a little guy. Right. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Bush versus. Mateo Durant. Mateo Durant. Yeah. Galloway, that was a little arm extension there. That one mm -hmm. might have gotten. I mean, he completed it. I, I wouldn't be super upset if I were Bush on that one. No, I, that, that's one there that I think that's the difference between what Watt has done and what a young guy did. When Watt gets into the guy, he doesn't extend the arm. He uses his shoulder mm -hmm. to kind create the separation. Into him and makes when you get that arm run. extension like that, that's, that's when that's when you get the, the pass interference yeah, call. Yeah, I think that's what the refs are coached to, you know, not allow that. Yeah. So. But no, that wasn't bad by Bush. I mean, no. there's five people in the stands like, oh, Bush is getting smoked. He got beat, but, but yeah. he had he has outside leverage. He, and he, he, give up, he yeah. couldn't give up the whole field. Another Ooh, nice. by Snell. Not a bad job there uh, by Buddy Johnson, though, sticking with him on that one. All these Snell routes are designed to go to the house. Yeah, maybe they're, they're testing him out to see what he can do down the field. Yeah. Again, I'm thinking that's number one back is – going to get that role. Absolutely, you would think, and that's the hope. 14 uh, George Pickens blocking. on Cam Sutton yeah. just, wow. Just manhandling. Yeah. He is a grown man out there. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was, yeah, he sealed it off very well against the. He takes pride in it, too, and looks yeah. like he enjoys it. Absolutely. That looks like that's going to be the end of it for that one, so this is probably the last one here. And we break got 20, on, on, 26 on 54. Not not bad. It was good. Bad. Good drill by twenty six. All in all, though. Yeah, he looks good running in space like that, which he better. I say this is yeah. what he should do, but good. You know, I mean, again, he comes out of his breaks better than these most these other guys. He looks like a more accomplished route runner, especially on outbreaking stuff. You know, okay. Drive, here's drive a here's the matchup. The field. We got Jalen Warren going against against Bush, Devin think, right? Bush. Yeah. yeah, that's what we were asking. For. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, Let's see, see what this, this looks like. And again, there's no other defenders out there, so the the running back can use the entire field. Uh, all right, not bad. Good job there by Bush. Yeah, I say Bush took a different approach there. He didn't. He came up and got it. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't wait for them to take it take the, the, the to him. I'm sure the linebackers coach said, "Hey, be more aggressive. You know, cut down their angle. Don't give them as much of a two way go." It, it, it's awful tough for a second level linebacker to press a, a, yeah, a yeah. running back out of the backfield. Of course, but that's as close as you can get. Come up to the, around the line of scrimmage, meet them redirect them, you know, lean them one way or another. You know, so that was nice work. Yeah, I think I just heard a little bit of thunder. Did you hear that? I, I heard something. It was either people around us. It's hard to tell with the headset, but it has that feel about it. Things are getting dark here. Things are getting a little darker. I'm hoping that we can keep you on the air here. He is Matt Williams, and I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to our live coverage here from Steelers Craning Camp. We got the – Who we got here? Is that Watt? Yeah. Watt and Buddy Johnson. And he can't – He didn't get away from Buddy yeah, He couldn't all. get away from Buddy at all. Good. Good job by Buddy Johnson there. I mean, I'm not picking on Watt. He is what he is. He's going to make this team. He's not going to 
He's not going to be a featured receiver. No. Pass. <laughs> if he catches five passes a year, right. that's, that's – I, I mean, I'm yeah. more interested when he runs routes. Right, we got are, Bush coming back out again. Are linebackers all over him or here? not? You know, and if they should be all over him. And this, not uh, him is this Mateo, Mateo Durant and Bush? Okay. Looks that way, yeah. Yeah. So, another feature matchup here that we're going to see. See if Bush handles it the same way. See if he steps up. Yeah, he's coming yeah, up to get him. Coming up, yep. come up, come yep. up. Get your hands on him. Good job. Good job. A little slip. A little slip. Recovered okay. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. So that's what I mean. That's what you want to see him do. Take that on and, and mm-hmm. be, be more aggressive. Cause yeah, that, that's one of the things that you heard last year. But well, he just looks like he's a step slow on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to see him? Well, and now we got Miles Jack coming out. Who's Miles Jack going to get here? You would think he'd be the best. He's getting he? Benny Snell. He's uh, so Benny Snell versus Miles Jack. We'll watch this one, then we'll take a break here. We'll let you know what happens on this. I think this is the all-star matchup. This, this is, is the two best guys. Uh, now they're coming back. Off. What are we doing? It. We might not get that one. Maybe we'll do that break. It looks like we're going to get uh, – that looks like it might be the end of the of – the, unless Benny Snell's going to play defense. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to go play linebacker. <laughs> he says, Miles you, Miles, you played running back. You go run the route, and I'll cover you. Uh, but anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You are listening to The Drive here live from Steelers training camp at St. Vincent College. We'll be back with more coverage of Steelers training camp practice, number two in pads, right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.